You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. everybody and welcome to another episode of living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today we have an ADHD episode and I'm going to discuss ADHD symptoms. This is something that we all have. Not everybody has the same symptoms. Some have them more aggressively and more serious than others do, but they all are symptoms that have come with ADHD and I have a feeling that the ones that I'm going to say right now, that pretty much all of you will have to some degree. Some are going to be a lot stronger than others, while there will be a few, I'm sure, that most of you will go, hmm, that's unusual. And some of you will go, yep, that's definitely one of my classic symptoms of ADHD. So I'm going to go over these. There is a detailed information of examples and stuff related to it. And then what I will do is I will discuss my symptoms that I tend to have and what are strong and the ones that aren't so strong. So, yeah, let's get into it and have a, we'll, you know, talk about the different symptoms that are out there that are typical for ADHD. Okay, so here are some in no particular order. Impulsivity. This is the first of a number of symptoms. There is no stop and think moment before you act or speak. You interrupt people a lot. You make rash decisions. You jump to conclusions. You have very little patience for waiting your turn. You react too quickly. Your impulsivity start projects without considering all the steps involved. And you get frustrated or bored, then impulsively quit the project or task. The next symptom is distractibility. It's not that you can't pay attention, you actually pay attention to too many things. Inability to ignore relevant noises, conversations, or visual stimulus around you. Inability to block out unnecessary thoughts in your mind. Inability to focus on what's most important, the task in front of you. And you just can't seem to stick to one thing until it's finished. Something more exciting always distracts you. The next symptom is gratification junkie. Adult ADHD symptoms also include the struggle to resist short-term pleasure in exchange for long-term reward. You can't seem to make yourself do the things you hate to do. You have no tolerance for boredom. Tedious menial tasks make you feel like you want to die. If you don't see the value in it, it won't get done. You're controlled by the now. Who cares about the future? The next symptom is restlessness. As a kid, you may have been hyperactive, but it probably looks different now that you're an adult. You fidget, tap your foot or pencil, chew gum excessively, have trouble sitting still. Your thoughts run a mile a minute and you have trouble resting, relaxing, and settling down. Who needs sleep? You think too fast, react too fast, drive too fast, speak too fast, and act too fast. The next symptom is time blindness. 
It's more than just poor time management. You have zero awareness of time. You cannot accurately estimate how long a task will take you. You are always running late. You usually think you have more time than you do. You procrastinate or put off doing things until the last minute. The next symptom is emotional self-control. On the list of adult ADHD symptoms, you can't seem to manage your own emotions. You often get more upset than is normal for the situation. You can be explosive and unpredictable. You seem to feel things more intensely than the people around you, and you get frustrated very easily. The next symptom is poor working memory. You can't seem to hold what you need to do in your mind long enough to accomplish the task at hand. You forget to do the things you say you're going to do. You leave most projects unfinished. You get started on something, get distracted, and never remember to go back to it. You can't remember your goals long enough to stick to them. And the next symptom is zero self-reflection. You don't have the ability to assess how you're doing and learn from the past and or you don't appropriately plan for the future. You seem to make the same mistakes over and over. Nothing seems to improve even when people ask you to change. You can't organize your behavior over time and make changes. Goals? What goals? Most goals you've set have either been forgotten or total failures. You're controlled by the now past and future are of no importance to you. The next symptom is terrible organization. Everything around you seems chaotic. One of the common adult ADHD symptoms is there is little method or system to your life. You have trouble organizing your thoughts, emotions, tasks, schedules, finances, home, car, relationships, and everything else. It's impossible to prioritize because everything feels important. It's hard to make a plan because you can't stop, think, and self-talk. It's excruciating to manage money because it's tedious and boring. And the next symptom is task initiation and task completion. You have trouble starting things that are overwhelming, hard, or boring. Once started, you have trouble finishing. You can't do things just because you should do them. You need a deadline or a major consequence, and even then, sometimes it doesn't get done. You have a hard time motivating yourself to stick with a project to get it done. You can't persist or finish things that aren't interesting. You can't resist the urge to do something more fun when you're supposed to be working. All right. Those are some of the symptoms. There are some more out there that I will go over and then I will discuss about my symptoms and how they affect me the most. Some other symptoms that are out there that were not necessarily mentioned were having a hot temper, trouble coping with stress, frequent mood swings, and excessive activity or restlessness. So what's typical behavior and what is ADHD? Almost everyone has some symptoms similar to ADHD at some point in their lives. If your difficulties are recent or occurred only occasionally in the past, you probably don't have ADHD. ADHD is diagnosed only when symptoms are severe enough to cause ongoing problems in more than one area of your life. These persistent and disruptive symptoms can be traced back to early childhood. Diagnosis of adult ADHD in adults can be difficult because certain ADHD symptoms are similar to those caused by other conditions, such as anxiety or mood disorders. 
And many adults with ADHD also have at least one other mental health condition, such as depression or anxiety. If any of the symptoms listed above continually disrupt your life, talk to your doctor about whether you might have ADHD. Different types of healthcare professionals may diagnose and supervise treatment for ADHD. Seek a provider who has training and experience in caring for adults with ADHD. Now, we all know the causes, of course. While the exact cause of ADHD is not clear, research efforts continue. Factors that may get involved in the development of ADHD do include genetics. ADHD can run in families, and studies indicate that genes may play a role. Environment. Certain environmental factors also may increase risk, such as lead exposure as a child, and problems during development. Problems with the central nervous system at key moments in development may play a role. Risk factors. The risks of ADHD may increase if you have blood relatives such as a parent or sibling with ADHD or other mental disorders. Your mother smoked, drank alcohol, or used drugs during pregnancy. As a child, you were exposed to environmental toxins such as lead found mainly in paint and pipes in older buildings or you were born prematurely. Complications. ADHD can make life difficult for you. ADHD has been linked to poor school or work performance, unemployment, financial problems, trouble with the law, alcohol or substance misuse, frequent car accidents or other accidents, unstable relationships, poor physical and mental health, poor self-image and suicide attempts. Here are some coexisting conditions. Although ADHD doesn't cause other psychological or developmental problems, other disorders often occur along with ADHD and can make treatment more challenging. They include mood disorders. Many adults with ADHD also have depression, bipolar disorder, or another mood disorder. While mood problems aren't necessarily due directly to ADHD, a repeated pattern of failures and frustrations due to ADHD can worsen depression. Anxiety disorders. Anxiety disorders occur fairly often in adults with ADHD. Anxiety disorders may cause overwhelming worry, nervousness, or other symptoms. And anxiety can be made worse by the challenges and setbacks caused by ADHD. Other psychiatric disorders. Adults with ADHD are at an increased risk of other psychiatric disorders such as personality disorders, intermittent explosive disorder, and substance use disorders. And then learning disabilities. Adults with ADHD may score lower on academic testing than would be expected for their age, intelligence, and education. Learning disabilities can include problems with understanding and communication. All right, so ADHD symptoms. It's incredible how when you're just first learning about these things, like, you know, ADHD and, and the different symptoms that you may or may not be experiencing, how you soon, when you hear about these symptoms, learn, and you understand, you start to understand just exactly how it affects you in your life and the things that it does. And, excuse me, ooh, and, sorry for yawning there, people. And the complications that it can create for you in day-to-day -day life, both personally and professionally. And for me, 
impulsivity, as I said in the in a past episode, is a big one for me. Distractibility, restlessness, emotional self-control, poor working memory, and task initiation and completion are basically the ones that I really have a problem with. Now, as I explained in my other episode, I do have a tendency with impulsivity to interrupt people a lot. I do make rash decisions, I do jump to conclusions, and I have very little patience for waiting. And I do tend to react too quickly. And the problem is, is I do have problems considering all parts of what I'm discussing, like not just not any projects, but when I'm making a decision or I'm acting on something, I have a very difficult time thinking thoroughly about everything that's involved and the consequences that can come from it. And with distractibility for myself, I it's very true. I I get stimulated by things all over the place. When I'm in a busy room, like let's say a restaurant, I can get distracted by the people, I can get distracted by the noises, by the plates, um, I can hear other conversations going on and focus in on them, and I end up being like completely taken away, especially if there's a conversation that has been initiated between you, like myself, and the person in front of me or I'm sitting with, I often will get pulled away and will lose parts of what has been said because I don't have the ability to to listen properly and focus on what's being said because I get distracted by everything. When I walk into a busy location, um, like a store or a museum or like for me, even a park outside, I have a tendency to get pulled away from all sorts of stimuli that are in front of me and the noises so it isn't just visual stimuli it's also audio so any auditory uh, noises that are coming from around me tend to pull my attention away and it looks like i'm to the to the person who's with me especially if they don't realize that i have adhd will tend to think that i'm not interested or that i'm bored easily and don't really care and that can end up frustrating someone. Very, not something that, you know, if you're, if you're not really understanding ADHD well, it, you have a tendency to, to get frustrated and frustrate other people because of the fact that they're going to think that you don't care or that you're not paying attention on purpose. Okay, so gratification. Like... This is like watching or okay, doing something and, and like that has a short like short term pleasure, right? So it can be anything like drugs, um, alcohol, sex, porn, um, get like wa- you know watching a, a really hardcore action movie, um, video games, like this all this kind of stuff is what that is right like you you don't want to do the things that you hate you don't you have no tolerance for boredom so you get bored real fast and anything that's tedious or something that is like 
okay, like washing dishes, um, cleaning your room, cleaning the house, uh, cleaning your car out. Um, it just there's, there's numerous things that I could name. It's something that you don't really want to do. And it just it makes you feel like it's the worst thing in the world that you're doing. And you would rather do something now that's fun and that is like makes you feel like a dopamine hit. So you get that gratification and you and and it makes you feel good. So you want to you want to and I know I do. I have a tendency to want to do things that I know are going to be fun and are going to be exciting and and give me a thrill. And yeah, I definitely don't want to do bored things, but. I am capable of pushing myself through and getting it done, even if it isn't the, the greatest thing to do or my, my preference. Now, restlessness. Yeah, I do move my foot a lot. I'm, I have a hard time sitting still, and I do have a tendency to tap my foot. Um, if I've got something in my hands, I do move it around a lot. I like... I just can't sit still, right? And my thoughts are going fast, and I have a hard time relaxing. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time settling down, especially if I've got a lot going on in my head. And the last part, I do think too fast, I react too fast, and I do have a tendency to speak too fast and act too fast. And sometimes that's impulsiveness, and sometimes that is being restless. Like you just can't you know, you, you can't do it in the in the right speed. You go too fast and you can be clumsy. You can be um, careless. You have a tendency to break things. So it, it definitely has that, that sort of result from it. So the timeline, the timelineness symptom, it, it is true. I do have a problem when it comes to estimating how long something's going to take. I have numerous times where I have said that, for example, going outside and shoveling the, the snow off the sidewalks and the, and the driveway, I remember I've said to my girlfriend, I'm going to go outside and it should only take me 20 minutes. And, you know, I don't realize that it's going to take a lot longer. And I, I have a very poor ability to properly assess something that I'm doing or I'm about to do and knowing how long it's going to take. Uh, I do also have a tendency to run late. Like I'm not on, I'm having a hard time staying on time and I do procrastinate sometimes because I would rather sit and, and do something enjoyable, like watch TV or watch a movie or eat something, than get up and do what, I, what needs to be done. And yeah, I will tend to wait until the end or get near to, the, to when it's closer to the deadline for it to get done before I'll finally you know, get up and get motivated enough to do it. Now, with emotional self-control, Getting upset more often than normal and being unpredictable and explosive is definitely something that does happen with me. Um, I do, like getting upset for me kind of falls into the being triggered stage or being heightened. If something is like 
hard to do or seems to be had a lot of steps i will get intense and i will get more like upset because it feels like it's taking too long or it's too difficult so that i can i tend to kind of lose my cool on it and i do get frustrated easily so the second that something goes wrong like if i bump my knee or i i accidentally hit something outside and and i hurt myself i can get very frustrated and very angry quite quickly and i have a few times lost my temper on the object not with a person but with the object that was in the way even to the point where i would like almost think hitting it would be satisfying because it would be hurting the object it of course isn't alive and has no feelings and no ability to feel pain but i would think that i would be hurting it which is ridiculous when you really think about it poor working memory yeah i that's my huge that's a huge one for me i do forget a lot i always say i'm going to do something or i try you know someone tells me make sure you do this remember to do that you know and then i go to i i'm like yeah okay i'll take care of that no problem and then before you know it's like oh 30 minutes go by or an hour goes by or heck even a half a day goes by and i'm going oh crap i forgot to do that i came home yesterday i, I got a phone call at about I think it was like one o'clock or 12.30, something like that. And I was working and a lady from a shoe repair place gave me a call and said that they needed to have me bring in the other shoe to compare because they needed to make some repairs. And I went, yeah, no problem. I will get that and drop that off by the end, you know, soon here before the day ends. And I completely forgot. You know, there was there was zero memory of me wanting to do this. And then it didn't occur till I got home and I saw funny funnily and funny enough, I saw it on my phone a reminder about picking like about the the shoe. And I just remember going, Oh damn, I forgot to drop the shoe off. And I made a point of rescheduling the appointment for the next day. And early, yes, like the day before, I dropped off the shoe and they did the repairs and I picked it up today. I got it a day late, but that's my fault because I forgot. Okay. The self-reflection symptom. I do tend to make mistakes over and over and there's little to no improvement when I when people are asking me for to, to get them, to get better at something. There is seems like I have no ability to improve and changing behavior over time and making goals is extremely difficult. Like I it's like I forget or I don't have the ability to complete the goals and I am controlled by now, like today, what I'm doing. I don't really have a lot, very, I'm not very good at thinking about the past and the future, like as if it's not important to me. So I'm only thinking about now, right? Which is why changing my behavior is definitely a very difficult thing to do. Okay, so organization issues. Um, I do have problems organizing my thoughts. 
and my emotions and my tasks and you know all the, the different things like the finances and the schedule and the car and home and relationships i definitely have a hard time organizing and i very different you know i do have some issues when it comes to prioritizing the, what needs to be done in which order because to me it, it they all feel like they need to be done at the same time or the, or of all equal importance to me but the reality is that things that are in your life you need to know what needs to be done first what's more important uh due to time or complexity or like if if you need it done now because you need that you need to have that for later today or if that if the other thing that you're trying to do maybe doesn't need to be done for a couple days you don't necessarily realize that in the moment when you're doing the work it is a very complicated way of living when you don't understand that you need to to be able to organize and prioritize what you're doing all right task initiation and completion the other symptom so i you know like it's like if i'm feeling motivated i can do the work a lot of times I don't feel the motivation to to do something right like i could look out i'm gonna say right now um our christmas tree is still up it is the 13th of january and i haven't put it away which is very unusual it's because it's like i don't want to or i don't feel that motivating factor to get it down and put it away when i should and if things that aren't interesting i just don't have this ability to finish it to, per, to be persistent and get it done it is kind of ridiculous and people i know will get frustrated and at some point i will get it done like i'll, I'll suddenly get a, a sudden sense of motivation or like this need to to do it but more often than not it just doesn't work and i can't right so yeah that's one of those things that unfortunately happens um like some of the other symptoms like trouble coping with stress it is true like i do get frustrated really fast um i do have stress and anxiety related issues and it is developed because of my adhd it is true what they say adhd people do have a tendency to have anxiety related issues although my anxiety is is a lot more to do with trauma rather than um like an actual disorder although when i do get finally diagnosed here upcoming in the next three or four months hopefully then there'll be more answers and i'll be able to give everybody a better understanding of what exactly is going on in my head and i do have a like frequent mood swings sometimes like it's not like extreme necessarily where i'm like super happy and then really sad or depressed or get angry all of a sudden i it's more subtle for me so i'll be like feeling really good and then all of a sudden i'll get stressed and anxious and it'll stay and then something can distract me like a nice song or a good tv show or movie or going outside and enjoying nature and suddenly my mood will will switch real fast and i'll feel really good and i'll feel happy and and stress levels will go down 
it and it can go back and forth. It doesn't take much for me to have the the real anxious stress and and the and the bad ability for like for lack of coping. It just takes nothing for it to to attack and and take over my my mind and my body. It's really one of those things that I just have to work on, and it is a difficult thing to do because of the fact that. ADHD, there is no cure. Like medication, of course, is helping. Um, I have been on the new medication now for nearly two weeks, and it is working. And actually, it's been almost three weeks. Excuse me. I I started on the twenty fifth of December. It did take over two weeks for the medications. Um, the, the what it how it works and, and the effect that it has on my brain it took over two weeks for it to actually start and it is because it's a low dose it is only 10 milligrams and the side effects that were happening back in march have occurred again but not as strong like i'm not getting the the pain in my head like i did with when i was taking it in march but i am starting to feel at least what I believe is hunger all the time. I know that's pretty rare. I have a, I'm going to ask my doctor. I have to see him tomorrow. I am going to ask him about it and see if there's maybe a chemical effect that is causing it. And maybe he has a suggestion that I can do to subside the, the symptom or the side effect from the medication. Now, as far as like my, when I was born, my mother was a smoker when I was per- when I came into the world, so I I do have that possibility. I know that lead in the day back when I was born had not been banned yet, so it was in gas, it was in paint, um, in the pipes, so it was definitely there. So it is a possibility. Now, my complications, I did have poor school and performance. Like I I didn't do very well. I didn't exactly have great grades. My English, I never, it through grade 10, actually seven to 12, my six years of mid school and high school, I never got a grade above 59% with English. And I tried, like I tried as best that I could considering that I, with the ADHD, but it was very difficult to maintain focus and to really comprehend and learn. Like I, I am, I don't have good grammar. Um, I couldn't write an essay and get an A to save my life. If it depended on it, I would fail and die because I don't have very good grammar and very good writing skills when it comes to that. And I do have some financial related issues due to my ADHD, although a lot of that is CPTSD as well. Thankfully, I don't have substance abuse or alcohol issues. Uh, I am very good at controlling and knowing when it is correct to drink or, well, and I've never taken any substances. I'm very fortunate. I am not exactly what you would call the safest driver. Um, I have had very few accidents in my life and none of them have been major and none of them have been my fault, but I have been very lucky and 
there were a couple times in my life earlier where I easily could have been killed, even though it was weather-related factors. I got very lucky. There was this one time when I was 18, and I was driving into Saskatchewan, a province next to where I live, with my dad and my brother. And I was driving at night, and the road, the highway that I was driving on had yet to be double like two four four lane highway there'd still be it was still two lanes so that mean traffic coming on you know onto you instead of having that separate lane and the road went from a four lane when we left alberta into two lane and i vaguely remember that the line i thought was the the right side of the road and i was in the left lane and I had no idea. And if it wasn't for the fact that my dad grabbed the wheel, there's a good chance that I could have hit that car head on. It definitely changed my driving habits. Um, I was so hyper-focused and I didn't have a, wasn't really good at being aware of my surroundings and, per, and using my peripheral vision. And that literally scared me into changing my habits and getting a better driving routine in place. I feel very fortunate that I am a safe enough driver that I haven't had to deal with stuff like this. I have had some unstable relationships, but that is something that I think any ADHD person is going to struggle with because of their symptoms and the way that they act. They're, you're, especially if you don't, if you're dating someone who isn't very compassionate and very understanding there's a good chance that you are probably going through a number of relationships where they're ending prematurely or misunderstandings. And then the person lets you go because they just can't handle it or they don't understand or they don't even know that you have ADHD. I have always had for the longest time, poor self image. I've never really, thought I was a very attractive person. I didn't care for the way I sound. And I always hated being in photos because I didn't like the way I look. And I resisted getting to had my, my photo taken. And it didn't feel comfortable. And even today, like I'm a lot better than I used to be. But even today, I do have some feelings of resistance. And my self-image still struggles at times to be better so it's just one of those things and discussed how the fact that i didn't do very well when it come to grades in school um it's just the way my brain developed I've, i always was poor and a lot of it probably came to lack of ability to focus and my high inattentive uh complication complicated problems um as far as I know, I don't have a personality disorder, although maybe when I get diagnosed down in, just in the spring or summer, maybe they will find something. But as far as I know, and according to my therapist, there is no belief that I have one. I do have anxiety. It is severe. But again, my therapist and I have agreed that it is most likely due to trauma and the trauma is, you know, due to my ADHD. And it kind of 
flush, you know, flushes together in that way. Now, hopefully I do get diagnosed with it because I would love to be able to find a way to help, you know, minimize the anxiety because then I'll be able to feel more confident and be able to do things more easy, like easier, excuse me, and quickly without, without way less hesitation. Um, definitely no mood disorders, um, never suffer from depression. I uh, don't have bipolar, although my doctor at one time did think that maybe it was a possibility that I was bipolar too, but there's no, it's, based on questions that I was asked by my therapist, I do not have a bipolar disorder. Symptoms are tough. There are other symptoms out there. Like I'm sure some of you probably have a number of symptoms, like may not be major or main symptoms necessarily to do with ADHD, but it is a sim. There are minor, other minor symptoms out there that, affect a person's ability who has who does have ADHD to try and live a normal life it is it is complicated and it is and it can be difficult as i've discussed in other episodes getting assistance like from a therapist or your doctor and looking at medication and changing your lifestyle is definitely a very helpful way of reducing your symptoms and how it affects your life I would definitely recommend doing all of the above. Um, getting a diagnosis, like a personality dis disorder diagnosis or a learning disorder diagnosis from a professional would be very helpful. I'm actually looking to get a test, a psychological test done, um, IQ test. I want to see if I actually do have any kind of a learning disorder or, or a language disorder. Um, that is one of those things that it would be very important because I can either eliminate if it's a negative or I can help build my case up. So when I go see the psychiatrist for my diagnosis, it's much stronger because he's only going to have an hour and a half and I need to show him as much as possible about what's going on in my life so that he can make an accurate and proper diagnosis. For those who haven't been diagnosed or are very new to ADHD, I really want to emphasize to you the importance of getting help. Not just therapy, but all the other things that you can do. Changing your diet, reducing things like caffeine and sugar, getting as much sleep as you can, getting exercise, meditating, grounding work, like finding ways to stimulate your brain so that you don't end up having yourself become overactive and go, you know, like someone who's constantly, who's especially a severe ADHD, if you are not active or you you live a very uneventful lifestyle you will more likely have more severe symptoms that will occur from your ADHD so you need to find a way to adapt you need to look at and seriously looking at getting 
an increased exercise level, changing your diet to be way more healthy, and reducing the things that I said, getting diagnosed and getting your medication, and their proper medication, and then taking time to reduce, like to calm your brain. Like meditation and deep breathing is, is are definitely good ways of of helping reduce the symptoms and the severity that they can. It's not a cure, but it definitely will help. And another way of really helping yourself is going and finding as many different people and resources as possible. Like looking and finding Dr. Russell Barkley videos online, going to his website, looking on Twitter, going to you know like there's there's many different videos on youtube that talk about adhd there are humorous ones there are serious ones there are videos from psychologists and psychiatrists there are ones from people who have adhd and are like expressing their experiences and the way what they've gone through the more resources that you can find and listen to and books you know, every, all that like I know reading a book is difficult to do. I have a hard time reading a book, although I have been doing it lately. It is difficult, but as all the resources that you can find and all the help that you can find are extremely beneficial to improving your lifestyle and the minim, minimizing the factors that come with ADHD. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it for today. Sorry, there was no break. I apologize. Um, check me out on Twitter. My handle is ADHD and CPTSD. Come check me out. Um, give me a follow. I would love to chat. Just give me a shout. Say, hey, how's it going? Um, would you like to talk? I would love to talk to anybody. Um, the more resources for you and for myself, the better for everybody. Uh, check out, like I said, check, check out Dr. Russell Barkley on YouTube and his website. There's many videos that he has. Um, my website is www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. Uh, you can check my Patreon page. Um, if you go to my Anchor site, there is a subscription where you can get extra, f infra like extra stuff um, that doesn't show up on the free um, podcast. I have my YouTube page coming out soon. There's all sorts of stuff out there for us, guys. I'm going to say one thing. Don't fall back on it. Don't use it as an excuse. And don't live your life expecting others to help you and make your life better for you. It's up to you to improve your life and to make things work for you. No one's going to do it for you. They might help, but it is up to you to make to change your life in order to make your ability to live with ADHD easier and more manageable. I'm doing whatever I can. I've gone to therapy. I'm getting diagnosed. I'm getting medication. I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed my diet. I exercise more. Like it, it takes time and it takes a lot of work, but you can definitely do it if you work hard enough and, you're, and you are willing to put in the effort and be disciplined enough to do it. It's not going to be easy, but it is definitely worth it. 
I definitely recommend it. Okay, everybody. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week will be another one. And we're just going to keep on rolling. Alright, everybody. Have a great day. Bye now.